friends. Thanks for listening to Pick Your Battles. I'm Kayla. And I am Dana. And October is a special month. It is. For a lot of reasons. Yep. It is Jimmy's birthday month. That was so much fun. Yeah, it was great. (laughs) Um, It is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, but it is also Infant Loss Awareness Month. Yes. And this is something that impacts more people than we know. Yes, absolutely. And I would also like to say this is the perfect example of one of our listeners reaching out to us with the topic idea. Um, Lindsay actually messaged me and was like, hey, not to like put in my two cents, but I think this is a really good topic. Um, And it hits really close for her. And so like that was like something that I never would have thought of. It's obviously kind of a, a touchy topic, but it's something that deserves to be talked about. So again, we love when listeners send us topics because this is a great example of that. Exactly. Yeah. So this is our first sort of like round table um, of guests, but also friends of ours um, who are graciously opening up their hearts and their stories to um, to our community of listeners. So um, we'll just go around and have everyone introduce themselves. Um, so my friend Janice, if you want to go first. I'm Janice. My husband's name is Antoine. Um, our lost journey spanned about four years, four years, four losses. Um, and we finally welcomed our rainbow baby this past July. You might hear her chiming in during this uh, podcast. Uh, her name is Jolie Faith. Uh, Cause it took a lot of faith to um, just keep the hope alive that one day we would have her in our arms. Um, I'm a journalist at the Fox TV station in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I try to use my platform when I can to talk about pregnancy and infant loss, because I know one in four is a statistic uh, that hits home for a lot of people. And probably somebody that, you know, uh, that maybe is too shy or scared to talk about it is dealing with it. We were doing a story together at Fox and she has a nonprofit to help remember uh, people's angel babies. And she does a, like a recognition event um, every October. Yeah. And so I was there with Janice doing a story and um, she said, you know, if you have someone that you want to like honor, like write, write it down. And so I noticed that Janice wrote baby Jantuan, which is their, like their, their celebrity name, (laughs) their couple name. And I was like, oh man. And and I thought it was really beautiful that that at least you felt comfortable enough to do that, you know, like in front of me, because that was certainly none of my business. But I just remembered thinking like, oh, wow, like that's something that I really wouldn't have maybe known before. So I just appreciated you like feeling comfortable enough to do that. And um, and again, like we don't sometimes we don't know what people are going through. So totally. so that was that was really um, a special moment for sure. Lindsay, do you want to go next? Sure. Um, I'm a Lindsay. I'm 26 years old. My husband's name is Jake. We have a three and a half year old named Riley, a little Christmas Eve baby. And then our rainbow baby is Easton and he actually turned three months old today. And what was your journey of loss? I've had one loss. Um, It was actually an ectopic pregnancy and it ruptured on our one month wedding anniversary this past. Um, so we got married in June, it ruptured in July. And then my rainbow baby was born um, July 14th. So two days oh, after the one year of our loss. Ryan and um, Lauren, oh my God, sorry. I so had a else. total brain fart. <laughs> Ryan and Lauren. 
Um, I'm Lauren. I'm Ryan. And I am a mammographer and x-ray tech here. And I sell beer. (laughs) (laughs) And we have a two and a half year old Easton. And in the last two years, we've had four losses. How far along were you when, when those happened? The first one was in January of 2021, after we had just gotten done being sick with COVID. And I was about six weeks. They were all pretty early. And then the next one was in March. And again, probably six or seven weeks. And then in uh, May of that year, again, six or seven weeks. And then the last one that we had was in February of this year, which was the only one that actually resulted in surgery after because they all passed on their own. So I had to have surgery in February and we were about eight weeks. So that was the farthest we've got. Wow. Um, So then I think what we'll do next is just dive into everybody's story kind of more elaborately, what you went through, how you grieved. So maybe we'll have Lauren and Ryan go first. So you conceived Easton naturally. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. We actually started trying. My cousin got pregnant and we're like, oh, well, I'm done with school. We both got jobs now. We're living in Tennessee. So we're like, it's the right time. Let's try. And we got pregnant, luckily the first month with Easton. Wow. Yeah. So it was right away. No problems, which kind of led us to all this confusion as to why now we're having so many issues. Right. So how old was Easton when you guys decided, okay, baby number two, let's go. Me and my sister were 18 months apart. And that's kind of what I wanted for my kids was to be like 18 months apart for the first two Mm -hmm. and and wait a few years and have another one. Yeah. It's just, we're missing the 18 month mark and we're going to wait a couple of years and then maybe go back to that 18 month mark. There you go. (laughs) When you found out that you were pregnant the second time and then found out that um, it, you know, you lost the, the baby. What was that like? It was hard. Uh, we had never been through that before. Um, obviously it was our first and second one that we've lost. Um, it was hard. A lot of tears. I remember I made a little video or like a, no, I made a scavenger hunt for Ryan to try and find the onesie telling him there was a little quarantine onesie, baby onesie in the oven. And that's where I hit it and had all these clues around the house. Um, so it was definitely hard because we got excited. We had Easton hold up the pregnancy test to show family. And I mean, it was hard. It was a lot of tears and upset yeah, for both it, of us. It was literally, we found out, or she told me, and then probably two or three weeks. Two weeks after two weeks probably later, is when everything it, started happening for that. Uh, so hard. So how did you know that something was wrong? I think we went in for, oh, we went in for blood work and the HCG levels were not where they wanted them to be. Okay. So that was the first thing. Yeah. And that was with every pregnancy after was HCG was just not as high. And unfortunately they knew that last one though, the HCG numbers were higher. We did have ultrasounds done and then just something wasn't going right. And they still don't know they tested it, but we haven't gotten the results back or there wasn't enough sample to test after the DNC because I passed some in the office that day. And then they took me in for surgery for the rest. Um, How did you tell family? We had just kept it to like our parents at first. So we didn't have to tell everybody else. Um, With this last one, we were excited. So we did post on Facebook after we lost it because we told more friends, we got farther along. So I think now we just know we're probably gonna hold off a little bit longer, unfortunately, to tell everybody. It's hard though. It is. So you're so excited and you just want to tell everybody. Yeah. Totally. And yeah. keep the secret to uh-uh. save his life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
my birthday present is unwrapped right now because it came in the mail today and my birthday's next weekend so he's <laughs> like hey do you just want to see it <laughs> yeah. Here I i'm it. real excited you about it. Use it on monday for work i was like oh okay <laughs> yeah was it therapeutic for you to to you know announce that on such a like social platform it was because i know now that we've been open to it or open about it a little bit more a lot of our friends now are telling us like hey if you ever need anything reach out if you ever need anything reach out so we have more and more friends coming to us asking if we need to talk and all that so now we're able to talk to more friends about it and what they're going through maybe some things that might help us or tests that haven't been done maybe mm -hmm. definitely with like telling people you kind of feel that it's not um uncommon like it's very yeah. common that it happens just it's more no common one, than you think no yeah. one talks about it right but, so you kind of get a better feeling of what's going on and that it, a lot more people are going through it than yeah just us yeah i will say that's one of the things that i've noticed even in the past like year two years is just people are more willing to share their stories and while you know it is like that shock of like oh but then you realize like, but this person is doing that and this person is going through that and that. So like, if we can just build that community of support mm -hmm. and like you said, then you have those friends that didn't even realize that then are reaching out and offering you kind of that hand of comfort. That's gotta be like, just nice for everybody to know what you're going through. Yeah. And there's so many reasons and I've learned more and more reasons for people having the losses like right now, We've had so many blood work, ultrasounds. We've had, I've had an endometrial biopsy to see if everything was good. Everything has come back fine. So when I was 36 weeks pregnant with Easton, my blood pressure skyrocketed and we've now been sent to a reproductive immunologist. So mm -hmm. he thinks that my immune system is overworking itself. And that's why whenever I get pregnant, my body fights it off. Oh, oh, interesting. Oh, so, yeah. And I've never heard of that before. I mean, I know your body can fight things off, but never once did I think it would be a pregnancy. Right. right. When so. you're in theory made to do that, right. <laughs> like biologically. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, they have me on immune suppressants right now, which is a kind of scary time to be on those, but right. hoping that there's a good outcome for this. Yeah. That's totally. good. Hopefully oh. that'll work for you guys. So you know, I was kind of excited when you were like, hey, can Ryan join? Because one, we love to have a male <laughs> guest, but also I'm really curious, Ryan, like how did you grieve or process that? It's really hard because I can't really do anything to stop it. That's the hard thing for me. Right. I can't fix it. Um, but other than that, I just kind of did the man thing and just kind of kept to myself and let it kind of just kind of get over it but you'll never get over it, I guess, yeah. is the best way to say it. It's it's really tough because I can't, I have no control. Thank you for all of that. So let's maybe jump to Lindsay, if that's okay. Yeah, so I, um, I'll just get started with when I get pre got pregnant. I got pregnant on June 1st, figured out my conception date, um, was there, which was actually the day that my IUD got removed. So protection works. <laughs> um, <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so... I got pregnant that day. That's, Obviously, not, I, I can't, I can't while. get over that. That's, somebody call the yeah. doctors. You could be a, uh, like a case study. Yeah. That's, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Anyways, like, sorry, that blew my mind. Like, Continue. Cow. Um, I was thankful that was working before, um, day one of our honeymoon, I was like, I have not started my period. I took a test. I don't know. For me, my body just tells me 
I was so convinced. I kept getting negative tests. And I was like, this is weird. Like I had the bloating, my boobs were sore, all of it. My coworkers were starting to get annoyed with me because I, dude, I feel like I am. Like, this is so weird. We go in the bathroom together. I pee on the stick. Wait is one of the digital ones. And it says pregnant. And she like was so shocked. I was too. She was like, I feel so bad. I found out before your husband. I was like, yeah, it's fine. I was like four and a half weeks pregnant at that point. Um, then on July 2nd, I had some spotting and it was brown spotting, which typically means older blood. And I just felt weird. I had been feeling very off. Um, I kept telling Jake, I feel like my iron's low, like something just feels weird. And like, maybe it's just beginning of pregnancy, but like been pregnant before is this feels very different. Obviously each pregnancy can be different. Um, but I don't know. I just had this doom and gloom feeling this whole time. Like something is not correct. I went into work. It was my first day training as a manager, go figure. And I kept saying, man, I feel so weird. And all my coworkers knew I was pregnant because obviously got a positive test at work. Right. Kind of hard to hide it at that point. And like my manager was like, you're pregnant, go eat something. Like you're probably hungry. And I was like, I don't know. Like it's just this weird, weird pain in my stomach. And then as the end of the night came, it started to get more intense. And I looked at one of the other managers said, I think I need to go home. Like this is, I feel very, something is really not right. And I went to stand up out of the chair and I had this absolute stabbing pain and like, it could not stand. And I, I was like, well, crap. At this point, I'm thinking I have to have, there's got to be blood. Like I have to be miscarrying some, some, I knew at that point, something totally is very wrong. What my gut has been telling me is correct. So I took a deep breath and just stood straight up, got myself to the bathroom, couldn't get a hold of my husband. I was on the toilet. At this point, I'm shaking in so much pain. Got a hold of my mom. I was like, I need to go to the hospital. You have to get a hold of Jake. Ended up crawling out of the bathroom, yelling for someone to help me. Restaurant's still open. I'm hot mess in the front. Um, my friend Aiden came up to me. He's like, what are we doing? And I was barely able to say call 911, but he called an ambulance for me and the EMTs got there and my pain level had calmed down a bit, uh, got all checked in, pain started getting more intense again. And I don't know what possessed me to think of this, but I looked at Jake and I said, I'm having an ectopic pregnancy. And he was like, what is that? And I told him, I was like, it's a pregnancy outside of your uterus. Like, I, I feel like that's what this is. And he was like, don't talk like that, whatever. So I go back for my, they do an ultrasound on me and I collapsed. Um, I thought I had to puke, ended up collapsing by the toilet. She got me back into the bed and I really confirmed to me something was wrong when she hugged the monitor even tighter to her. Mm. And then she did not call transport to take me back to my room. She took me back to my room, Mm. which I was like, okay, yeah, this is happening. Two minutes after I'm back in my room, two nurses come in, I'm getting another needle put in my other arm. Like they're looking at each other, like, don't say anything. So, you know, they're not allowed to. Right. All of a sudden I get people coming in the room. They confirm it's an ectopic pregnancy. Um, I need to have surgery. The OB comes in, they're just flying with paperwork. I started to feel, I truly at that moment started to feel like I was going to die. I breathing became very difficult. Um, 
with ectopic pregnancy, one of the symptoms and really internal bleeding, one of the symptoms is um, shoulder tip pain, which is exactly how it sounds. It's like the tip of your shoulder is in intense pain, which is so weird, but yeah. I guess there's a nerve by your diaphragm that connects. So when that nerve is irritated, that's where you feel the pain. I like could not move. I was in so much pain. I'm not able to breathe that well. My nurse keeps checking my vitals. At one point she went in the hallway and yelled, I'm going to leave all of my other patients. This girl needs to go to surgery right now. Get back to my room. I ended up, I lost my right tube. Um, I had a liter and a half of blood in my abdomen that they had to take out. Um, my shoulder was still in such pain that the first couple of times I had to go to the bathroom, I had to use a bedpan. I literally could not move. And it wasn't even from my abdominal surgery. It was from my shoulder hurting so bad, which we did not expect with that. But um, it's a very big part of it. That pain lasted a couple of weeks. Um, But the part that really sucked was I was only in the hospital from getting checked in to checked out 14 hours. Whoa. It was a whirlwind. I know what the heck just happened to me. I knew what ectopic pregnancy was kind of, but I was like, what does this mean? I'm so confused sorry did you feel like rushed like like they were like get you in get you out and you were like I feel like I haven't been really treated fully or well yeah I this other doctor that wasn't even a doctor that I had seen maybe 20 minutes later and he's like oh yeah so doctor won't say your name said you can go whenever you're ready I was like how in the hell am I supposed to know when I'm ready right I don't even like I don't fully understand what just happened like I'm still like full adrenaline trauma response like what I told my husband to take a selfie of us when we were in the ER because I thought that might be our last picture together like I 100% accepted the fact that like I I could be dying right now I was so to go from that and then wake up from surgery you're like it's a total mind fuck yeah total mind fuck so um that was very intense. And then when he's like, you can leave whenever you want. I was like, do I want to leave? Ectopic pregnancy, it happens. It's one in 80 pregnancies are ectopic. And I was like, I don't, I need to know more. So I joined these Facebook groups, which totally was not ready for that. A lot of the mm. groups, I, I needed to vet out what groups were toxic for me, yeah. which took a minute, but I would be reading and scrolling on these pages. And these women are like, I had my fifth ectopic and now I have no, like, both my fallopian tubes are gone. What have you ladies done when you've lost both your tubes? Like just these intense stories. And I just kept thinking this, this is going to be my life. Like, I, am I going to like, every time I get pregnant, think I'm going to die. Like that's right. so intense. Uh, and I was really fortunate to find um, a perinatal mental health certified therapist. She's th- certified through um, postpartum, which if you're going to go to, through to a therapist for anything pregnancy related, try to find someone that is certified in that. It's definitely life-changing. They have so many different resources. Yeah. So when you, you know, found out that you were pregnant the second time, what was that like for you? So I found out I was pregnant because I had a dream the night before that I took a pregnancy test that morning and it was positive. That's how I, that's how I knew I was pregnant too, my second time around. <laughs> really? Dreams, man. Yeah. They're crazy. <laughs> it was, it was so vivid and intense. I was like, oh, what the hell? I'll just yep. take one. And it was positive. Um, literally FaceTime Jake from the toilet to tell him I was pregnant. That's <laughs> After I did that, <laughs> still sitting there. Um, so yeah, it was really scary. To be completely honest, I went through 
even my entire pregnancy, it just felt like I couldn't fully enjoy it because yeah. I was just so scared that something would go wrong. Right. Um, I can only imagine. So yeah, it was, it was hard. And I honestly didn't, it wasn't as exciting as with Riley and like real, but once Easton was here, it was like, okay, now I can take a breath. Awesome. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing all yeah, that. That's, that's crazy. For me, I lost the baby, obviously I lost the pregnancy, but I also lost a literal body part. Right. <laughs> like I lost one of my tubes. So it wasn't just mourning the loss of that pregnancy. It was mourning like, okay, do I have less of a chance of getting pregnant next? Cause yeah. I have only one tube come to find out my body will know it has one tube apparently. And just my left tube can reach over to the right side. And if that side's the one that's producing the egg, it can like go grab that, which let me just say, <laughs> I had almost no idea that your like reproductive organs aren't a closed system. That's crazy. Yeah. See, I didn't even, I had never heard of that until you posted about it. So again, mm-hmm. like same with Ryan and Lauren, you know, you were vulnerable enough to be like, this happened. This is what I'm going through. And like the picture. So the picture that you shared of you and Jake in the hospital, is that the picture that you were like, take this photo of us before I die? Yeah. Oh my God. That, yes. That was the last oh. picture of us before surgery. That was me thinking that I was dying in that picture. Well, and it's funny because in that picture, you can, I can see it on your face that you don't feel good. Like, yeah, my lips have like absolutely no color. Like you can totally tell that I'm like losing blood. Yeah. I had never heard of that, like of, of anything of that nature until you started posting about it. Like I was ignorant. I didn't know that that existed. So you brought awareness to me which means you definitely brought awareness to other people which is just sure. awesome so thank you for sharing that's we appreciate it yeah for sure janice you are up next first i just want to say that Lindsay, our rainbow babies are two days apart my baby was born july 16th and i love that um, i'm still on maternity leave too um <laughs> my first pregnancy um my first miscarriage, I did share about publicly uh, in 2018. Um, at the time, it was really tough because I was like, I'm going to share this story, but I don't have a happy ending. I don't know if I'm going to have a happy ending, um, but I, I still shared it. Um, what happened was uh, February of that year, I was working out. I was super healthy. And all of a sudden, I just felt like my boobs were so sore. I was so tired. And I took a test and I was pregnant and my husband wasn't home. So I had time to like go buy a cute onesie and put together a little box to surprise him. And uh, we were pregnant Um, because of my age and I have hypothyroid. uh, I got in for early blood tests and also early ultrasounds uh, at six and eight weeks. I was able to see a heartbeat. I was able to see the baby at eight weeks. And then after that, you know, you don't have the first... OB appointment till 12 weeks. And I just so happened I scheduled it on my birthday. That was going to be my 12 week appointment. But I went to the doctor uh, the day before my birthday and I had been feeling um, a little different. You know, the placenta takes over as you get toward the end of the first trimester. So my symptoms were kind of starting to lessen. I thought it was normal because my first pregnancy, I didn't know. 
And I went into the doctor to do an ultrasound and um, the ultrasound tech said, I'm sorry, there's no heartbeat. And I just remember my husband kind of gasping uh, in the corner in the chair that he was sitting in and looking at the ultrasound picture, the baby was just on the screen. It was so still, um, it had stopped developing right around 10 weeks. Oh. Um, and my body didn't let me know. Um, I didn't bleed. I didn't have any indication that my baby had died inside of my body, wow. um, which is called a missed miscarriage. So I found out at 12 weeks and the baby had already been gone for about two weeks before, wow. before that. Um, I had a DNC, uh, two days later. So the day after my birthday, uh, of course my birthday sucked that year nope, <laughs> every year after for a long time. Um, I had to have a DNC, which is a surgery to, uh, remove the baby. Once you get past a certain point in the pregnancy, it's um, safest to have it removed that way. So I had a DNC and um, all the tests came back normal. So we really didn't have an indication of what went wrong. Um, over the next few years, we just kept trying, hoping that we would have a rainbow. And we suffered uh, three chemical pregnancies, which we would be pregnant. We would go in and get the blood work done. You know, I was considered high risk because of my loss history. And the numbers would go up and then they'd start to go down. Uh, so we had three chemical pregnancies. And then last fall, we finally got pregnant with our rainbow, which was exciting and terrifying all at the same time. Um, even though our numbers were going up, you know, every appointment was terrifying. Um, there was a lot of anxiety throughout the entire pregnancy. Uh, even toward the end, it was, is she moving enough? Is she's having hiccups? Is that okay? Is it too many cases of hiccups? Is that <laughs> fetal distress? Like, I didn't know. Oh. It was really, really terrifying. Um, but then we finally had her on July 16th and she was the rainbow. Like I said, after, after four losses of four years, uh, of the storm. Do you honor the four, um, other, you know, other pregnancies like on their own or sort of like together or how do you, you know, cause you don't want to just forget that was, you know, a huge part of your life. Yeah. And that was, life that was created. So how do you sort of honor them? Yeah. Um, the, the first baby, the due date was October 19th. So it's always been hard. Uh, October is in pregnancy and infant loss awareness. And to have that due date was always tough. That first year we got a special ornament for our Christmas tree. I always kind of take part in, um, you know, infant loss and pregnancy loss awareness activities in October. Um, I, will tell Jolie that she has siblings, you know, it's not just her, even though she can't see them, you know, um, there are a ton of other siblings that she has. We have a lot of children's books for her <laughs> about being a rainbow baby and what it means. So she will understand that there were, there were babies that came before her that I did not get to hold, but that there were babies before her. Oh, yeah. That's so sweet. Um, Lindsay, is there like a special thing that you do to honor your pregnancy loss? Yeah, actually, so there's a, a organization called the Ectavic Pregnancy Trust. They're based in the UK, uh, but they're really the only organization um, surrounded specifically for ectopic pregnancy. And they actually did a mini challenge this week for walking 10 miles 
um, in remembrance of ectopic pregnancies. So we actually just completed our 10 miles today and we have this little, this little heart we got off of Etsy that has what the baby around the age of what the baby was when we lost it. Um, we lost it like seven, eight weeks pregnant. So Riley um, actually held it on our walk and we talked about our angel baby in heaven and how we didn't get to meet that baby. Um, and just talking about that with her, she calls that her angel baby heart and just keeping the conversation around that because then, you know, when she's older too, if she has friends that go through it, she's going to grow up knowing about loss and mm -hmm. really knowing what to say, what not to say to people, uh, how to help others. So yeah, we, we do what we can to kind of honor that. And it was really special to start going into labor on the one year anniversary of my rupture. Lauren, Ryan, what about you? Do you guys do anything to honor your babies? Um, I think if we were farther along, we would do more. We didn't know like any gender or anything. We never got to the stage with the heartbeat at any point. Um, the last one, we went in for the ultrasound, but that's when they told us at eight weeks that there was no heartbeat. Okay. So, I mean, it was still real. It was still a loss. It was still a life, like you said, that was created between the two of us. Um, Easton is two and a half. And so he was about what one when we started and everything. So he learned to say baby. He does know that moms tried to have babies. And mm -hmm. every time now when we're getting ready to try again, which hopefully fingers crossed this cycle works for us. Um, but he does know that we have been trying to have a baby and give him a little brother or sister. So more questions and more to their story that I want to hear. Yeah. I think we need to make this a two-parter. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is something like Jana said, one in four women specifically, but families suffer from pregnant and infant loss. Yeah. That's huge. Right. If we were all in a room oh, right. randomly, totally, we would be in the minority. Yeah. Which is crazy. It is crazy. We're very lucky. Very, very, very lucky. Yeah. I think the main thing is you don't know what other people are going through. Totally. So just be aware of that. Some people hand them, handle themselves so gracefully for right. all the shit that they're going through, too. And internally, they're like, I actually just had four miscarriages. Yeah. Oof. So on that note, look out for part two. Mm -hmm. And until then, just remember that it's okay to pick your battles. And it's okay if you pick the wrong one. <laughs>